What's going on, everybody? Your boy, your cousin, your brother, your little brother, big brother, the opinionated brother himself. It's your boy, Devontae, host of the Opinionated Brother Podcast and the newly formed Devontae's World Podcast. Listen, make sure that you check out Opinionated Brother Podcast every Monday and Thursday at 7 a.m. in our After Dark show on Thursdays at midnight. And you can check out the Devontae's World Podcast Every Wednesday at noon, I want to shout out to BJ and the Change the Subject podcast for allowing me to do this drop, man. Uh, the collab is coming soon, you know what I'm saying? So y'all just be ready for it. Uh, like I said, shout out to BJ, shout out to Change the Subject, and uh, make sure y'all go tune in and check them out. One of the best podcasts in the city right now, 313 Stand Up, you feel me? Listen, I love you. Appreciate it. Check out the pod. Peace out. Ladies and gentlemen, this is episode 27 of Change the Subject, and I am the host of Change the Subject. We call him BJ. You can follow BJ on Twitter at DergoBJ. That's D-E-R-G-O-B-J on Twitter, and also follow the show, which can be found on Instagram at The Subject Change. I need to be more active on letting you guys know about my phone number. I have a hotline now, so you can hit me up on the hotline. It is 313-652-0220. Hit me up with questions, comments, uh, topic suggestions, all that good stuff. But we're not going to keep you too much longer. We're going to get straight to it. I got a guest, and this person is super, super lit. And I've been wanting this person on my show for a long time. And so we just so happened to work out a situation to get her here. So I got Jazzy. Y'all know her as Jazzy B from Melanin Uncourt podcast on change the subject today what's going on hey hey bj what's up thanks for having me <laughs> this is so dope um i'm really glad to you know get you on the show and we get to talk about men and women and all mm-hmm. of the things that we do and um i'm just super excited to have you so um just take a few minutes to um, introduce yourself your show and tell them what you would like to know what, what you would like people to know about your podcast, which is the Melanin Uncorked podcast. All right. So as he stated, my name is Jazzy B. I am from New Jersey, originally by way of Connecticut, but I live in Richmond, Virginia. Came out here for college and I did not go back home afterwards. That's what's um, up. Fortunately and unfortunately sometimes. Um, but like he stated, my podcast is Melanin Uncorked Podcast. And basically the whole goal of that, first and foremost, you hear the word uncorked, is to talk about all wines other than what black people love to drink, which is that goddamn Moscato. I'm trying to get people away from drinking Moscato and being introduced into more wine. So I introduce a new wine every episode. I am all black, pro-black, everything black, hence the word melanin. And honestly, it's just to let people know I'm a mom. So I want people to know that there's more than momming out here. So that's Thanks. it. Facts. I'm, I'm more than a mother everything black and i'm a i'm a self-made connoisseur but i'm gonna step my game up in 2020 okay that's what's up that's what we all supposed to be doing. <laughs> you know um i appreciate you taking a shot at me for only drinking moscato when oh I it's, do you, drink. it's you it's you you niggas 
Because that's all I mess with if I do drink anything at all. Yo, on the we got to broaden our horizons, man. You are yeah. missing out on so much. I definitely want to start doing more wine tastings because in Detroit, we make the best of what we have. Mm-hmm. And I think that that affects the way that we try different things. Like my lady is into different wines. I'm still not really grasping the whole aspect of <laughs> the white and reds and how mm-hmm. they differ. I'm still kind of like, you know, premature in that way. But um, I definitely want to be a little bit more classier about how I, you know, drink wine. Because in a sense, we just settle for like the the quick, like the Carlos Rossi. And yes. And Ugh. it's like... It's a greater life than that. <laughs> it is definitely a greater life than that. It's so many, it's so much information out there on wine though. Like I'm even still premature and I've been drinking wine for a long time. But if I think about like the things that I've introduced on a podcast and I want to dive deeper, but I don't want to sound like if a wino was listening to this and it was really into this, they're not going to be like, she has no fucking idea about what right, she's talking about. Right, so I right. scratch the surface. I give a couple wine facts, but I think that the more I indulge, and like broaden my horizons, the better that the podcast would be as far as making sure that people learn what to pair it with. And, you know, like, you know, what types of taste you're looking for. Do you go for the less expensive bottle or the most expensive bottle? What are you looking for when you look at a bottle of wine? Like it's so much, it's so much yeah, out there. It's a lot of game in that. And I definitely need to, you know, step mine up in that regard too. But that's super dope that you found a way to um, incorporate your your wine um interest and mm-hmm. your blackness into one yes. um, podcast that's super dope and it's very interesting to see how creativity works in that way you facts. know Big um, so definitely whenever you guys that are listening get a chance check her out on melanin uncorked very very intellectual very like down to earth too so i think you'll dig it i think that most people are looking for something new so I'm going to suggest to you Jazzy and her show. All right. So um, I have you here because um, <laughs> we recently had an exchange on Twitter. Mm-hmm. And I want to bring the conversation to the actual show so we can go a little bit deeper than what we were discussing online. But, you Let's know, first, it. we got to get into QA and a which is my icebreaker. I guess it kind of serves as a way to kind of mellow out wind down so we won't be anxious to find out how we gonna go into a conversation Mm -hmm. we just kind of loosen up with a couple of questions Mm -hmm. so you ready to answer a few questions for me i'm ready all right so question number one is what is the most important attribute of the phrase tall dark and handsome (laughs) Uh, uh, oh that's i want to say dark But my boyfriend is not. So I'm going to go with, um, no, no, no. When I hear tall, dark, and handsome, uh, it's between tall and handsome. No, tall and dark. I'm sorry. Because you could be medium ugly. It's cool. Oh, so we still doing this medium ugly thing? We still are. That's that's still a thing. That's just so fraudulent. (laughs) Like, you can almost guarantee that it's a certain level of treatment that come with that medium ugly shit. Like what? Like you're not going to be overly excited about pictures like off guard pictures you're not going to that's not true though because medium ugly to me has like like the phrase big dick energy like you can be medium ugly but you are confident as hell so 
really if you look medium ugly and you're probably not ugly you're probably just like just a little little less probably attractive than what one would go for but you're probably your attractiveness probably comes in other ways like your confidence you know are you ambitious you know whatever the case may be so i don't think <laughs> i think my level of medium ugly and probably someone else's level of medium ugly could be different oh. Alright, I give you that shit Because I know for a fact That ain't what these other niggas is talking about But I'm gonna let you have your answer Alright, number two is What does Jazzy enjoy most about herself? Her personality or her looks? Personality, definitely Okay, now how does your personality Complement your looks? Uh, I think I'm a straight shooter Um, You either love me or you hate me Um, That can be a gift and a curse to some people so i wouldn't say like like to me that compliments my looks because i'm i'm not a person that's uh huge on the exterior as far as like makeup you're not gonna see me on eyelashes you're not gonna see me doing any of those things what you see is what you get so when i say straight shooter internally i also mean that like outwardly as well like i like to look nice of course i love when my hair is done but i'm not about to i put on a lip and mascara that is it Okay, that's what's up. That's what's up. Dope answer. All right, number three is who would you rather get caught having sex by? Your parents <laughs> or your grandparents? <laughs> My mom. <laughs> really? Yeah. Hopefully she'll give me some pointers when she's. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. That's what's up. Shout nah, out to mom. I probably couldn't. I probably couldn't imagine um uh my grandmother uh catching me having sex so i would definitely rather my mom your mom all (laughs) right so parents not that i want either one but if i had to choose yeah definitely be the parents all right so number four is name a piece of shit trait that women have that they are never taking accountability for hmm don't take all day shit <laughs> so many honestly <laughs> we ain't shit sometimes um uh, let me think let me think a piece of shit trait yeah um my i would i would probably say like ignoring you and not talking to you and not really giving you a full-blown reason as to why I feel that. I feel and that. And I honestly my first answer was gonna be not knowing what to eat, but getting mad when you pick something that we don't want. Like, cause low key, we're not taking accountability for that because you should have known. You should have known. Yeah. Oh yeah, real shit. <laughs> I appreciate the answers. Right. I appreciate the answers. I really do. Alright, number five is um what tells you most about a woman? The kind of panties she wear or the shows or movies she watches on TV? Mm. I don't know, cause you you might catch her on her period. We got period draws. I don't think that should tell what type of woman. Well, dang, BJ, these are good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I could probably tell more about you and how you were raised with the type of draws you have on, because we were told make sure that your draws always look alright, no holy draws, because. What happens if something happened and you got to get your clothes cut open and you sitting here with some holes in your drawers? Real shit. But as an adult, you got to have the pack of cotton undies. You got to have your Vickies. You got to have your period drawers. I would probably say the drawers. The drawers. Yeah. I think that like, um, 
I think that more or less when you look at that question, the panties represents the actual personality and the shows and movies is the entertainment aspect of a person. So everything that you see that makes you either comfortable or relaxed or whatever mood that you're in is kind of like shifting you in different directions. But like if you want a real detailed answer, I would think the panties too. Because yeah. um there's a certain way um you can tell a woman's comfort by her undergarments. Mm-hmm. You can tell what kind of mood she in, you know, when she's like walking around the house in them. Like you yes. kinda gauge a little bit of personality. So That's I can true. see that's true i could see how those would be like more descriptive than the shows itself yeah because okay. i could watch anything like i could watch uh snapped and that don't mean i'm crazy i just might yeah. enjoy yeah. you know <laughs> watching right. niggas get get killed <laughs> right good point good point okay so number six is how many times have you cheated on a good man i've never cheated before shout out to you i believe you too yeah i, I, I haven't that's a real solid answer. I think that um I think that in my mind I think that my thoughts have been a little bit um despicable mm-hmm. in the past before and um I knew that like my premeditated thoughts were definitely fucked up, but mm-hmm. I've never been able to like carry go, it out. Yeah. I think too like I, if I had to answer that question in a sense of not cheating, but like kind of letting go a good dude, I, I definitely curb yeah. some dudes for some real, real simple stuff. Cause you, I mean, <laughs> we kind of going to talk about that in a little bit, okay. but like, I really do think that like, um, we need to dispel this idea that a good person is like the result. Yeah. It's not like, it's not. And I think I thank God for having like male friends because for the guys who have cheated, unfortunately, I mean, the lesson behind that usually is, I mean, as women, we naturally want to say, is it me? Like, what did I do? Like, blah, blah, blah. You want to see if she's cuter. Like, you know, you trying to figure out all these other things about you really are looking internally at yourself and feeling like it's your fault. But all the guys just about that I know have stated it has nothing to do with the woman. It has everything to do with just it's the moment, like you know, it's temporary. They want to see if they still got it. So, yeah, but and I think that like I think that when you look at it from that perspective, um, you're asking for either bad karma or a bad decision because, um, the way that you know that you still got it is that you still have a good woman. Like that's the only way, like. For a guy that's trying to stay in a good spot and like hold it down as a like figurative real nigga, mm-hmm. like the way that you do that is the way that you know that you still got it is you still got a good woman. Facts. You know what I'm saying? Like there's no other way of looking at it. So um that's just to encourage you guys who, you know, struggle with temptation and all of that other bullshit that we need to grow out of. Facts. All right. So we're on number seven. Mm. When is the last time you smiled from your heart based on your mood and mood alone? Hmm. That's a good question. I would like to say, based on my mood and my mood alone, mm-hmm. I would like to say this weekend. Dope. So it was recent. Yeah. Based That's on my mood good. and my mood alone. And the crazy part is, like, I had such a somber weekend because, as you probably know, um, 
because you, you, I saw a comment that you put in response to, um, Beck or Trout from the team. One of my yeah. friends also, Danny's, um, boyfriend passed and I went to school with him. So I've known him since 08 and it was kind of right, like a right. super duper somber week, like because right, of right. the unexpected and stuff. But I had to like kind of remove myself from that state and had to put myself in a mood of, you know, accept and, and, and appreciate the moment. So I would say this, this past weekend. That's dope. And, um, just to, uh, definitely show love to Danny, um, from for the sure. team, um, just want to shout her out and, um, pray for her because, definitely. you know, she took a, a major loss and I'm hoping in some way she can find some comfort and peace with, you know, a, I'm sure it's like a ton of emotions going on right now. And she's a beautiful person. Um, I met her in, um, uh, at a pod connection back in October mm-hmm. and, you know, just full of life. She's so sweet. All of them are sweet. Yes. I love the yes. team, you know, so, um, shouts out to them for being, you know, trio, they sisters, they banded That's around her, they showing love and, you know, keeping her, you know, close. So shouts out to the entire unit, but more importantly, um, say a prayer for Danny. Um, I think her name is Danny Winter Horn. on IG. Mm-hmm. And um, I Vogue, I can't think. Ninety five, I believe. Yeah, something yeah. to that effect. I'm yeah. pretty sure if you follow the team, you'll be able to find her. So, um, yeah. show her some love because by the time this comes out, it still will probably be, um, probably be fresh. You know, she'll still be going through it, and she's going to need that encouragement. Oh yeah, so, big shout, shout out, out to, to her. her. Prayers to her. Prayer to rapping literally around everybody in this time and need. But you know, they shared a. Uh, deep love and that was her soulmate so i sure you know definitely have been having her in each of my prayers and shout out to the team for holding her down because that's a solid group of friends you know they were there with her and everything so yeah shouts out to them all right oh you technically have one more question okay let's do it but okay the problem is (laughs) The alternative is just as good. So mm, I think I'm going to okay. still ask you the alternative, even though you didn't need it. Okay. So we're going to do the last two. All right. Number eight is what's most important to women? A hug from the back or a front facing hug with a grip on the ass cheek? Mm-hmm. Dang, they both feel so good. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know what? <laughs> My little freak, I'm going to say the hug from the front because when you grip the ass cheek, if you if you give me a little bulge, I can get, you know what I'm saying, <laughs> <laughs> a little moist. So, I'm going to oh, take the man. hug from the front with the ass gripping. <laughs> All right. You kept it trail with that answer. All right. So, the alternative, which is a super, super good question. All right. Um, number nine, you are being a whole hoe tonight. Okay. And this is a hypothetical. We're going to use it because it's not a boyfriend. This is just a guy you met. Okay. You be in the whole hole tonight with a guy you just met. Mm-hmm. He takes you home. You know you are going to make a donation tonight. But before you get comfortable <laughs> with him for the evening, you make a trip to his bathroom and it's filthy. <laughs> like despicable filthy. And all that runs through your mind at this moment is how nice he looked, how good and fresh he mm-hmm. smelled. And how tidy the entrance the entrance was in comparison to the bathroom that you are now standing in. Do you still uh, let him smash? You know what? He looked nice. He smelled nice. The entrance was tidy. 
Yeah, but the I, bathroom is disgusting. Yo, I look at the bathroom. I hate that I'm about to even answer this the way I am because I look at the bathroom first. I when I'm on the toilet, I just you know put my fingers on your shower curtain and do a little sneak peek every time I look at the bottom of the toilet. But I'm gonna still smash. But I'm gonna tell him about himself. <laughs> <laughs> You a real dick. You know what? You a real dick. Because we got to talk about it. But if you talk about like he's like, you know, what appears to be everything for that moment in that night. Yeah. I mean, I ain't going to a little, little dirt. Oh, man. I'm going to talk shit about him and I'm going to put him in a group chat. Oh, wait. Okay. All right. I, guess, I mean, I guess because, you know, I think about like the single man and mm-hmm. you know not having the detail to your cleaning Yo, and shit like that that niggas could be bathrooms the case. be dirty yeah but i Ugh. can't like i can't even really like my thing with like homies like i can't even go over my homie crib if i know his bathroom trash i agree but i'm talking about like imagine this though you go into a drink crib and you just gonna stop because her bathroom dirty bruh you would? I have. Yeah, I have. I'm a. Pr- I'm. You know have. what? I'm gonna do it, and I'm. I'm gonna. T- I'm gonna tell them because I'm. I'm already an honest person anyway. So. <laughs> but you I'm know what? It's like, yo. It's hard for me Seriously? because I'm like one of them. I'm one of them squeamish people. Like yeah. when, when I get in my own head about all of the different levels of disgusting you could possibly be, it's gonna make me not. Yeah, not want to do nothing yeah, anyway. Fuck yeah, that. I can see that. So. I could literally see me being. I could see me leaving, but I could also see me saying, "All right, bitch, let's just <laughs> let's, let's just do this." Especially if out. I'm, especially if I was drinking and stuff. Yeah. All right. What's it? You know, there you have it. Yeah. Q A and A. That was dope. Your your questions was good. Yeah. No, you had some good questions. I need to steal some of these. <laughs> All right. So, um, to get into today's conversation, we had a discussion on Twitter, mm-hmm. and it um it goes back to um twitter's favorite couple russell wilson and sierra right they won't let them live we will not let them live and um one of the things that was interesting about the conversation was a person posted a question in reference to sierra versus how we tear apart russell Mm -hmm. and the tweet read most women are quick to say that the way russell wilson treats sierra is everything and this person agrees. But however, I asked the same women, how many Russell Wilsons did you leave in the friend zone or reject over the years to fuck with the futures who fucked you over? Mm-hmm. Right. Which is, of course, a legitimate question. It is. It, um, it sparked a lot of conversation. <laughs> we began to, of course, do our you know due diligence. We tear this whole situation apart. But for me, of course, being the analytical guy, I mm-hmm. came to some ideals that I think are oftentimes overlooked. And we need to go a little bit deeper than just the the admiration and the, the hopes and dreams as hopeless romantics for a love that we can call our own. Right. Because what we don't realize in looking at Russell Wilson and Sierra is that this is what we could look like if we get our shit together. Yep. You know what I'm saying? So that's what I kind of wanted to um, get into if we could. So um, we got into this discussion on how we view their relationship. We, you know, of course, talked about 
Russell's sauce or his corniness, however you depend, you know, however you depict it, and how the standard of level up came mm-hmm. to Sierra once he finally showed up, and now all of a sudden we we tend to look at them as the blueprint. Like, where does your view um sit? with them as a couple just for the sake of conversation because i know we can't really look into their life but at least on the surface what does it appear to look like to you so i will just start this off by saying i don't idolize any celebrities relationships i think that everybody has their shit that they have and you know like most things with social media we choose to mask it with you know i'm gonna show you what the good looks like however In relation to this specific couple, I think that it appears that Russell takes great care of his wife. It appears that she's happy. It appears that she's one. And considering all the sad songs that Future has made and the the blows that he's made, he looks like the person who lost in the end. Right, right, right. But I think that they appear to be a beautiful couple. I think that I don't think that Russell's corny. I actually hate when that conversation happens and they talk about his attire to like to to talk about how corny he is. Like that doesn't mean that somebody is corny. I mean, we can say that, but realistically, I mean, no matter what his attire looked like, he he banking. So Yeah, really. So I mean, really it don't really matter, but um, I don't think that he's corny. I think that he's the perfect fit for her. She's happy or what looks like happiness. And I think it's lit. Yeah. You know, like when I look back at the the idea that I started with, mm-hmm. I did feel a sense of, um, do we want to say, like, I think that like there's a difference between the helpless and the hopeless mm-hmm. romantic in a sense. And um, I did feel like there was a little bit of helpless romantic. Mm-hmm. Why? Um, reason being because it just seemed like it wasn't. And maybe this is just me being a, a hard shell guy, but I've always felt like it was a little bit of an over exaggeration. And whenever it came to how he viewed her, mm-hmm. because it was almost like he still didn't acknowledge that she was hurting. Mm-hmm. A lot of the decisions that um we as people tend to kind of see into a person's situation, I could tell that even as she was being loved, she was still hurting. And it was almost like he wasn't he just refused to see that he just wanted to be the the savior or the answer to whatever it was she was feeling. Now, maybe this was the perfect remedy to. Um, what made their relationship level up because sometimes you have to see past the hurt and see their purpose and how you can actually implement that purpose in their lives so maybe he did what a real nigga was supposed to do and look past that Mm -hmm. but for me um i kind of have to know in a sense where it comes from Mm -hmm. because i have to be comfortable enough in my benevolence to you to know if I'm loving you based on a need for you to be loved or is it possible that you're going to misuse it because you're traumatized by something. Okay. You know, so that was just my like initial um, depiction. But as I begin to like level up and mature in regards to how I see love, especially from the exterior, I just realized that they just two people that matched. 
mm-hmm. more than anything. It wasn't so much that, you know, she was like out here fucked up from her previous guy and she decided to be single and celibate until she found it wasn't none of that. It mm-hmm. was just like, look, I'm just going to wait until what is for me finds me. And that's just what it was. Like he was so he was so like honorable, like, you know, didn't touch her mm-hmm. until he married her. Like yeah. we don't we don't applaud that. Like, I mean, it's hard for somebody that you probably see on TV and we all done seen Sierra twerking and mm-hmm. doing all the little, you know, fancy little butt movements and shit. <laughs> and he he seeing that shit. Like, you don't know what that's like to discipline yourself to say, look, she needs somebody that's going to lead her that's right. going to encourage her and like the niggas just was so trill about everything that he was doing but we still looked at him as corny but he kind of like threw our ugly troops up in our, up in our faces yeah that's what i was gonna say i think that his situation showed a lot about really how people just operate and, and feel about relationships especially coming from the from the man's point of view because while all the women were sitting here saying like cc tell me your prayers sis the guys was like right. man fuck out of here like anybody just gone you know not have sex for x amount of time until you get married and show yeah. all this outwardly yeah. love and emotion from what we see into into the world that look corny but realistically isn't that what's supposed to be happening it's supposed to but part of the reason why that is is because not only do men frown upon it, women don't encourage it. So I'm going to ask you one of the realest questions and actually what is going to start this conversation. Okay. I came to a realization in looking at this conversation that we had that a real question needed to be asked. And I know that this may appear to be a reach. Mm-hmm. And if it is, so be it. I just got to ask because mm-hmm. it's really how I see some of what we're experiencing and picking their relation relationship apart. <laughs> Why is it that when women see Russell Wilson, it's almost as if they don't see the black man in him? Mm. What? Like it's hmm. it's almost like when we say Russell Wilson, we say that he's just this anomaly in a sense. He has nothing to do with the black male or the black man as far as the culture as a whole. So it's like we can't get a Russell Wilson out of black men. Like, why is it that we look at it like that? I think it just, I think a lot of that has to do with like demographics and what people are used to, because if I'm speaking from the sense of like blackness, I'm from the hood. Like if I think about there, don't, there's hardly any Russell's in the hood. from from the outer you know from what it seems like there might have been but they might have been putting on they might have been or we as women might have been overlooking the russells um but that that's i i I almost want to say that's a reach but i kind of see where you're going but i don't think that i uh, dang why you hit me with that (laughs) because it's a real question it's like we don't we don't see the potential or even the possibility of that existing within the black male race. But I think a lot of that has to do with what we've seen. Like if I can't see, I can't see a person who's nurturing 
and loving and literally showing their emotion because you got to remember too, and this is part of what I said in that thread that we were talking about. There's been so many men that haven't shown their outward emotion because at one point it didn't seem cool. You negated that with your comment. But yeah. from from the woman's perspective, and several people agree with me, that wasn't something that people saw typically with the world of social media now. And people, you know, when people used to be like, I'm about to go hang out with my girl. Niggas used to be like, wow, you pussy, nigga. You about to go hang out with your <laughs> girl. Like, that's crazy. Right. You know, right. even something as simple as that, them showing their emotion on that point, we saw that as the corny, the corny dudes. But let you sit here and, you know, get degraded a little bit. Then it's like, and then shown you know, affection and appreciation afterwards. Like, oh, he loved me. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's just, it's, it's different levels. So I think that we, we probably also have to pick apart the fact that, um, why was that once corny for people to show their emotion in, in relationships, even dating back to like high school and shit. Yeah. Like I agree. I think that like the perspective of the male has always been a little jaded in mm-hmm. that regard, but, women always define what was cool but How then so? it got because like everything that we did with the expectations of being cool was to ultimately get or attract you okay so there's a i mean there's a a thread that we're going to like kind of like walk mm-hmm. a little bit and saying that when it came to being emotional we still didn't really know how to do that and because of that, we really didn't know how to communicate or to openly express ourselves with you either. Mm-hmm. So we already are at a disadvantage. And now we have this, you know, this figure or this exception to the rule or the standard mm-hmm. showing up. And he's just this perfect knight in shining armor. And now we look down on black men and say, well, what is y'all excuse? Mm-hmm. And that's not fair. Yeah. Because here it is, like, we don't even know what hood or if he even came from yeah. the same circumstances. So it's almost like to say, like, how come we can't encourage the Russell Wilsons that are in that habitat that we're speaking on to come out and come up? In but that honestly, sense? I think that's what's happening. I I just think people are doing it in different ways. I think if I think about, like, the vis- the vast majority of women who are sitting here saying, yo... Like, I'm, there's Russells out there, but I can't tap into, like, if we're talking outwardly Russells out there, I can't tap into that if I don't know that it exists. If you heighten it, that's on you, not on me. Yeah, you So right. I need for you to tap into your inner, you know, vulnerability and, you know, being able to express yourself and show emotion. And, and, and I get where you're going because part of that is, like, when we do... We're either told that we're soft, we're weak, or whatever the case may be. But you don't have to show emotion and be, like, emotionally unstable. You can show emotion and be, like, a a regular person just showing the vulnerable side of yourself. Oh, yeah. I think it's important that we we dig a little bit into that because the scenario kind of tells me, and this is just me, um, it tells me where the faith lies in in a black man, in a sense. It's almost like um, the narrative over time will overpower the positivity that some of these men have been showing, and it mo- it could possibly discourage the progress men should continue to make. Because mm-hmm. um, I said this on uh, one of my previous shows um, with uh, Kiki, how um, in times it seems as though like 
the sexualization, the the financial backing, all of these things that go on in a relationship can make you selfish. Like depending on what position you play mm -hmm. in those moments, like even in sex, like if you know, if you want something and that person doesn't, it can almost make you selfish. Like you can yeah. look at things a little bit one sided. So for this and a m more moral compass, I think that in some ways we look at these things a little bit selfishly because men are definitely trying and we are intimidated very much by the Russell Wilsons that stand before us, but we not scared to try to get there. Are and you not scared though? Because I felt like sometimes that intimidation gets overpowered and then people back up and go into the show and then go into this hurt bay mode where it's like, well, I tried, but then I got knocked down or, you know, I feel like, I feel like I've seen people try. I feel like, you know, now we're living in a time where people are starting to become more comfortable because they see that it's okay to be comfortable, to express yourself, to go to therapy, to do all of these things mental health related, to make sure that they're in tune with themselves. I hear men talking about manifestation. I hear men just, just literally trying to get there. My peace, my happiness, all of that great, yeah, all of those great shit. things. Like we really been trying, you I know, do. we getting facials and shit. Right. Shout out to Dan. <laughs> Shout out to Thanks. I am First off, drugs. when when he sat there and gave us his whole entire regimen, I was like, "You better come through." Like, you feel man. me? You better come through. Shout out to my bro. <laughs> Shit, we trying. But you know, I just think that like this narrative of every time a person, every time a person does like one honest stride, it seems like every little thing that somebody else does, it kind of discounts or discredits what we do and we just not no i just we just can't get uh, past that hurdle i don't think so i just think people are starting to realize their worth if we're talking in the sense of women and your your initial question being like us you know why can't we see the black men in like the russells or whatever the case may be i think we are starting to recognize our worth and we're not trying to settle for anything less than so you're coming correct or you're not coming at all. Okay. And I think that the issue that happens is when people realize that people are starting to recognize their worth and that they can't come with no bullshit, then they start to get scared and then they back down. Mm. I think we got to talk about that too. Like if I'm, if I'm a person who I, I can speak about myself when I was younger, all I did was go for the guys that were in my area. A lot of my high school boyfriends was in jail. I was sitting here writing little jail letters. And then I went to college and I was hip to a whole different world and a whole different demographic of people. And on top of that, people being on the same level playing field or higher than I was compared to where I came from. Okay. So I started to be introduced to a few more things. So if I went back to that same dude or dudes that I was talking to in high school, I'm sitting here like, uh, you're going to have to come a little bit better than that. Like you've been selling diamond nickel bags this whole time <laughs> I've known you. At some point, I'm going to need for you to step your game up because I was, in it's almost like that, that quote, he introduced, who said it? Ply, he introduced me to lambs. Wait, introduced me to real. Now I hate lambs. Like that's kind of how it feels. So if you, out here and you stepping your game up and I'm realizing myself worth you can't come at you can't come at me no kind of way that I used to be okay with before. Now, that's a conflict in that though. It's How? it's a it's a huge conflict. I totally get what you're saying, but the problem is, and this is going to be my next question to you, mm -hmm. when you get to a point where you begin to realize, okay, 
the homegrown wasn't it. That wasn't what I was supposed to be settling for. Mm-hmm. And then you got exposed to the brighter side or the, the greener pasture of a sense. Mm-hmm. The problem that I have with that theory is in most cases, when you look back on those people that were homegrown, that may not have been for you. A lot of times what those people do for you is the obverse um, of what is actually supposed to happen. Most mm-hmm. times when people look at who they chose, who they were attracted to, the dope dealer, the hoochie, whatever it is that you had your fixation on. Most of the times when they don't work out, you tend to raise the standard for the person that comes after them and not the standard for yourself. I I hear you. I, I definitely agree with that to a certain extent, but that's, that's like me boxing on a cat. Like there's growth that happens. So I can't necessarily, you know, expect you to be the same person that you were 10 years ago. Right. Right. You know what I'm saying? So you're growing, you're evolving. So you start to realize that you want different things for yourself. I don't think that we're necessarily setting the bar high. If I'm speaking for, you know, other people who also experience this, I just think it's like, Hmm, I know now that I was settling for that, but I don't like that anymore. I didn't like the way Mm -hmm. I felt doing that. So I know that I'm not going to do that again. I didn't like the way that person made me feel, but I accepted it because I thought it was okay. So now moving forward, I know I'm not going to do that or accept that. again. That's cool. I, I totally get that. But the thing that I think that we're trying to get to is now that you've experienced the other side of your decisions, mm-hmm. have you set the bar so high that it's impossible for the person that meets the bar to be happy with you? Because now there's no level for you to reach him sometimes is that is that sometimes we fuck up no sometimes we did that is that is something that happens earlier i talked about you know letting go people who was probably good people it was just at the time it was a pet peeve i wasn't willing to let go yeah (laughs) or something of that sort like you know what i mean so i think sometimes we do shoot ourselves in a foot in a sense whereas like i get that's why i said i get where you're coming from um, I don't know. I, I do. I do. I do think that I do think that sometimes we do kind of shoot ourselves in the foot, not necessarily raising the bar high, high, but kind of like, okay, jazz, like, you know, yeah, I totally okay get the concept to pipe of down just a little bit. I totally get the concept of something that left a bad taste in your mouth, never trying it again. Mm-hmm. Like I, I get that. But what I'm, what I'm also trying to help people understand too is when we go through these situations and I'm going to even take it a step further than that, because I want to talk about like the upbringing that most black men like myself went through. Once we got to a point of making decisions for relationships and commitment and all of those different things there, the first thing we were told is black men after enjoying too many field days is to grow up and accept the responsibility of your choices in the past. Mm -hmm. Because a lot of times the reason why we was like in the field too long and, you know, multiple women was because we were still running from them times we got hurt, rejected or whatever. But you almost never hear people say that to women. You never hear people say that, okay, grow up and accept the responsibilities of your choices from the past. What we do is we motivate ourselves to try to 
fix or try to support the idea that we're here because we know that we made so many mistakes. We know that we don't stepped on, walked over, totally mistreated women. And we want them to believe that there's a superhero still in us that they can believe in when it's time for us to show up. But a lot of times, even when the superhero is there, they're still holding on to those little things, those little feelings that they know that is worth it at this point to let go. But something just tells them that it's just not that time yet. And a lot of times that's the discouragement that comes from the guy that's actually trying to love you correctly or love you loudly, as these women nowadays would like to say. Like we actually want to get to a point where we can profess, but we still see that you're hung up on other men, other feelings, other things. Mm. And it's not fair to say that, oh, we supposed to have all of our past like discarded and handled and put away when we show up for you just to meet you in the same space that we had to move on from. Like that's like, that's almost like a contradiction to the level up in a sense, isn't it? Yeah. As hard as it is to say. Yeah. (laughs) Because we'll put the responsibility on the man and say, well, you're the head, you're the leader. You're supposed to know Mm -hmm. you're supposed to have all of these ideas for us together and prepare for us already but that's not realistic because he was never conditioned for that so sometimes he's looking for you to kind of dialogue about these things they he wants to grow in the situation Mm -hmm. with you but because it's presented in a way to where he has to show up prepared just to meet you in your fragmented state so how do we have those conversations like what do we say you know how do we How do we get that ball rolling if we want to break those barriers, per se? I think that men have to be brave enough to say um, loudly, I want to love you, but I want to know if you're worth it. And and then what are we supposed to say as women when we're trying to also love or, you know, you as you just said, in that fragmented state? Because, like, honestly, in all of this, we're still talking about generational traumas yes just certain you know we're talking about conditions that we were raised on and thought processes that we might have not had the the tact to be able to break away from because it's what we know like if i'm thinking myself like my the women in my family are full of attitudes i would love to sit here and say like i can break away from that but every conversation is always you act just like your mother or to my mother you act just like your mother and then i'm sure it just goes up from there so then how do how do how do we get away from that because that's that's generational trauma right there that we still have to we might have been figuring things out for ourselves but it doesn't mean that you know i don't know man it it definitely sucks to um to have all of the odds against you but somebody will still play like despite the fact that you know the game seems a little lopsided um you know all of the best players on on one team and then you look at your own team and there's not even a comparison like somebody is still somebody still has that heart of a champion to actually play and see what happens and i think that that's what we have to be for each other it doesn't look as if it's promising most of the time but in those moments that we have those disbeliefs and those discouragements we have to be encouraged by each other like i have to see 
your full potential as a woman you have to see my full potential as a man but isn't that problematic too yes like yes but it, it is exactly <laughs> what it takes i'm not gonna see your full potential or you're not gonna see mine like that's we have to grow into that no like not full potential in the sense of you know exactly what you're going to get like okay. up front but what i'm what i'm saying is like the ideals that we think are red flags in dating that's a person's yeah, full potential. We talked about that too. <laughs> yeah, like the red flags that you see is this person's full potential. Mm-hmm. He's showing you he's showing you everything that he yeah. is, despite the fact Which that Which is problematic as Yeah. Well. <laughs> but it's his honest self. But think about yeah. the guy that shows up and he looks as if he got all his shit together and he's the total That's opposite. So true. That's true. So it's like when you say like which we can get to the next point, loving out loud. Why mm-hmm. is it that loving out loud in the sense of professing how much you care for a woman, loving her flaws and all, and all of the things that we say in the cliches, how come the bad aspect of that is not acceptable? Like loving you out loud is seeing your flaws and seeing who you truly are. You being honest about what you're hung up on. Like even in some cases, I think that women should tell men when you're still feeling feelings for another guy like tell me that Mm -hmm. because i don't want to think i don't want to think that it's because of me that you're like excited for the change or you're excited for what could potentially become of our bond and our reunion don't but how like honestly you because you are analytical you probably are able to accept that information and and work that out. But let's talk about the average guy here. Is he going to be able to accept hearing that? I don't think I, men can't even like you know what yeah, I'm saying. Like you're right, you're right, you're right. Um, that, like it's certain things that people are going to withhold because I like especially when you're talking about the terms of dating, like I'm giving you my projected self in the very beginning. It shouldn't be that case, but that's how it is. If we're talking like, like on a, on a regular basis, people are giving their projected self. They're giving you what you assume that people want to see on paper versus, you know, breaking down the barriers and talking about things that actually happen, traumatic experiences, life happenings, dealings, whatever the case may be, past relationships, you know, all that right. people are withholding that in the beginning because it's I'm, this is this is what's supposed to look good yeah i'm giving you my best jokes my best everything yep. but like, you're also starting you know i'm saying you also are beginning. starting that situation of lying definitely yeah i agree with that so but i'm just saying that's what's wrong with with the world and dating now like people aren't really given you know what they have right right right, right. off the bat so let's talk about loving out loud right now Okay, mm-hmm. there was someone, I, it might have been you, um, that made the mention of men needing to love out loud. And when I mm-hmm. hear that, it's assumed that there are things and people he engages with in secrecy. My reply mm-hmm. was that I feel like men have been loving out loud for the most part. Um, all of last year and a little bit of the year before because... I think that men were celebrating the idea of finally knowing that they have a choice. And sometimes um, in these lessons of knowing that men and women have choices, what makes it difficult for us on the other side of that choice to accept 
is that the choice is not going to be us all the time. So in some senses, when women are saying like, you know, men need to step up, it's not that they're not stepping up. They just don't want you. You know, and that's the reality that in most cases, when we talk Mm -hmm. about loving um, out loud, it wasn't that men weren't loving out loud. It just that the person that wanted the love was the one went lacking because he started loving himself more. (laughs) That's so true. And that's that's usually what you know how when you when you're um, done with the relationship and then you see them get into another one, they do all the things that you wanted and you yeah. talked about and you craved yeah. for in that moment, but they couldn't give you that. That's it. It wasn't that that person wasn't capable of doing it. It just wasn't, it wasn't you. True. And that's a hard pill for people to swallow man, woman, whatever the case may be. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's, that's something that people don't usually want to accept. Um, but I know that, um, cliche tg knows curls was talking about loving people out loud and you had you had said that men always love out loud women just want people to scream it now what did you mean by that what i meant by that statement was um whatever that man is interested in you'll know you'll definitely know like um if that man is in love with his life and the life that he's currently living involves 50 women and partying and smoking and drinking and all of those things that's him loving out loud he he is doing exactly what his heart tells him he he wants to do like men have so what's wrong what's wrong with a woman saying that that's not what she wants there's nothing wrong with it again it's just the fact that what he loves is not you at the moment okay so like this is this is the conversation that i want people to have with themselves when they look at those people that they want and they just don't seem to come around like how tied how tied into this person's personality their hobbies their interests all of the things that make them who they are how tied into that are you when you think about why this person is supposed to love you why this person is supposed to be loving you at this particular moment out loud how much do you care about his ego like let's just say ego because in a sense like i think that men do want to be praised men have been trying and we're still hearing these same old dry ass bitter ass complaints about the same things the same situations where men ain't doing ain't doing ain't doing and some of these guys are really trying and now it's becoming a point to where Women are screaming so loud, the negatives, that now we just don't care to hear anything you have to say. We're completely ignoring you at this point. Like, we're actually loving you in a way that you actually will want us to love you. Because in those instances where you saying something we don't like, before, we was cussing you out. We was going back at you. We was screaming, sometimes being volatile. Now we just shutting you out. We shutting you completely out. We're trying to encourage ourselves. We're trying to create a space to where, yeah, I'm still a little fucked up, but I'm going to just try over here so that I can stay on point. I ain't going to get distracted and I'm going to do the best to be my best and not do it for nobody else but me. Men are loving out loud. They're loving themselves more out loud. They're going to physical and mental therapy out loud. They're they're grooming themselves. They're getting facials. They're getting pedicures. They're going to the chiropractor they're they're taking having conversations yes, having conversations and, yeah. like we're doing the work but it's just like 
at some point we get tired of hearing you know baby girl that we did kind of like still talking that same old bullshit the same way y'all look at us when we was still crying about little tisha and them from the hood <laughs> y'all was sick of hearing us crying about that shit now we sick of hearing y'all talking about futures y'all don't fuck with yeah. you know what i'm saying like it's only fair and the thing about the level up that was so beautiful is we learned the level up from y'all yeah and it's just like damn like we can't you know we can't as much as we would like to, I would love to be in a position to have these debates and shit like that, but we can't keep doing this forever. And this is why Sierra and Russell is so important for the culture right now, because we're actually looking at what we could be if we all just got our shit together. Yeah. And that was like, that was the revelation out of the conversation. Like, I love that Sierra, even with her choices, because we always say, um, the part of the tweet where it was like, well, how many, you know, wrestles did you curve yeah, for before you the got, futures? Not yeah. keep it. Well, how many futures yeah. did you curve before you got to your wrestle? That shit don't mean yeah. nothing at the end of the yeah, day. it doesn't. Because I done dated some female futures, my nigga. Like, it ain't, <laughs> you ain't saying nothing at the end of the day. Like, we can look at her track record. We could say, well, damn, all she used to fuck with was rappers. You know, Bow Wow, 50 Cent whoever mm -hmm. but you know what i'm saying like it's gonna come a time where that person is gonna wake up and say look i need to be a little bit more detailed in mm -hmm. what i'm looking for and how i want to feel in a relationship how i want to spend my money in a relationship like yeah. and men are doing that and this is why you're not getting the responses that you would want right away that's true i just think when you start to nurture your mind to do better you'll do better. Yeah. Like yeah. the more that you get in tune with the things that you want to allow in your space, whether it be the baddest joint in the world, but if it ain't, if it ain't fitting, if it ain't hitting, don't, you don't have to go for it. And I think that the more people figure that stuff out, that just really goes back to figuring out what you like and loving yourself. Yeah, Cause I think, yeah. I think both of them did the work probably on themselves and that person just came yeah. and swept them off their feet. You know, I think you got to do the work because they don't look you at you can't be out here praying for the Russells and you out here doing future shit yeah, like you just right, I right. just you just can't do, do it. you know so. how many women that have asked for Sierra's prayer that don't pray on their yeah, own time at all. <laughs> Like, you be like, what? Not in a car, not in at a shower, all. not at the bed, just not at all. But they sitting here tweeting that they need Sierra's prayer. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, But but I think, too, people are grow people are getting older and they're sitting here seeing all these people get into these relationships, especially because so many people idolize and not necessarily idolize, but look up to or look at or consider goals. All these influencers and celebrities and stuff like that and think that life's great and life is good. But you have to figure out what is going on with you. Mm -hmm. What didn't work out in your last relationship? That's why I think when people having those conversations like with their ex-partners about what could they do better if they got into something different is healthy. Yeah. yeah. Because yeah. you get to a, a mature state where you're like, yo, this didn't work out for me. But what did I do well? What didn't I do? It's just like getting feedback from what you do well and what you need improvement on at work to be a better, you know, more productive you know employee yeah yeah i really respect how um how much their relationship got black people talking you know yeah. um about worth and about relationship and about family because it's like 
one of the things that kind of pushed the narrative for me is, you know, Russell doesn't go out his way to flex. He doesn't um he doesn't Super come simple. he doesn't come off like I got to show you how much I make so you know what it is. Right. He like he doesn't even flaunt money on her even. He does the things that make a difference to who she is as a person. He bought her her catalog. Like trill shit like it's right it's just stuff that like <laughs> some grown man grown shit. man shit and it's like damn like it teaches you about how to buy your lady a gift like you know mm-hmm. it's and for what she wants because yes. i think that's part of what people fail to realize too like that's she's probably talked about what she wants needs loves desires and he's you know listening yes, and adhering yes. to that versus doing what you think is supposed to happen but i just want i just want people in this culture and just you know black people in general to understand that russell is a black man that man yeah. comes from us so that you will know that you can see that value in us it may not be like front you know front and center at the very moment of you looking for it, but it is there. And I just want us but, to like to acknowledge that, you know, you know what you, I, I didn't think about this when you first asked me that question. I would honestly like for more men to see that there's a black man behind Russell Wilson. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Like not just the women seeing that, but I think the men too, because it goes back to the beginning of this topic about loving out loud. When we talked about, how so many people are looking at him as a corny dude, but really he's doing what he wants without thinking about what people think. think, Yeah. Which is what so many black males fail at or don't do. Because if I think about like, and this is kind of slightly off topic, but when I think about like the way that black men are around each other compared to other races, like I went to school with some white people, they didn't care about like loving on each other, telling them they loved each other and stuff like that. We're starting to do that more now. But at one point it was, I love you, bro. No homo. Da-da-da-da-da. No homo. Yeah, like you had to, yeah. you had to put something behind it just to make it seem like what you were saying wasn't soft or you wasn't trying to come at them at anything where, you know, I think part of that has to do with that part of the conversation that you said too like men also need to realize that he's a black man he's not just this corny dude who and he may be to some people but he's a black man too yeah man and i think the reason why we see russ as corny is because he seems so far-fetched from who we could potentially be and that that's that ugly truth that comes out when you look at another person and it's like damn you know not only is his woman you know adoring him but the world is too You know what I'm saying? And once you get a taste of that and once you understand what that comes with, the responsibility that that comes with, you will see it a little different. Like, I think that we should, you know, we should teach in a way with our actions that our queens deserve just as much as Sierra. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, despite the fact of what she came from, what she's been through and the, the poor or you know, choices just in general, right. because we can judge them however we want. But um, our queens deserve just as much as Sierra. We have to see the Sierra in our women, too. You know, them being deserving, them being, you know, ready mm-hmm. and also deserving of our best. You know what I'm saying? And that's why my response to your what is loving out loud look like when we talked about that on that Twitter thread was the same way that I feel inwardly. I want to I want to be shown that outwardly as well for sure like i don't just want to feel loved and and feel like you know everything is great and kosher 
Do I still feel that way, you know, on the outside as well? Do I still feel like you're attentive to my outward needs, not just emotional um, needs as well, but there are certain aspects that, that, you know, and it all depends on the type of woman that you are. You might be that woman that just wants, you know, the, the, uh, what appears to be, you know, loving a person out loud, like, oh, he's posting me or he's doing X, Y, Z. No, I mean, like, if we're out and about, can people see the love in us that we have for each other? Facts, facts. So I want to ask a, like a closer question because the thing mm-hmm. about this conversation and it is so productive, which is what I love most about it. Um, There is a maintenance that you will have to do on a relationship like this once you get it right. You got to yes. be able to maintain it and you have to do what's necessary to keep, you know, the relationship as a whole in good standing. So my thing is what part of loving out loud do we use when things go wrong or things take a turn for the worse because loving out loud is the profession that's the you know the promising of you know your absolute best it's all of the beautiful mm-hmm. aspects of um what we know love to embody but what do we use when it's time to love out loud through the hard times like what does that look like and that's where it gets tough really that's like the 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 determining factor of whether the relationship is solid is if you go through some turmoil and you're still able to, you know, rise above that and make it work. I think it takes a lot of communication. Um, Like, I think if, if something was to happen in the midst of a relationship, I think that more internal work needs to happen than outward emotion. Mm. Okay. You know what I mean? I think that like I like you think about somebody um being in a situation and they felt like they were neglected or some cheating happened or something of that sort. Most people are going to look inward and figure out what are the, what are they not doing, et cetera, et cetera. So I think that people have to re- rebuild that trust. All of that stuff is internal. Yeah. That's not really anything outward as far as like, you know, the relationship itself. That's that's inner work. Um, that's security that's, you know, feeling like this, this person still, you know, has some level of respect for me and, and so many other things. So I think that's more internal, really. Yeah. It's, it's actually. And then when that work is done, right. Then I can feel like, you know, right. Everything Everything is back steady. Everything else will work itself out that, you know, that way. Mm -hmm. I think when I look at like um the hard times a lot of times um we try to encourage people again with the positives like we'll say Mm -hmm. you know think about what y'all have and think about the good times and all of those things but um there's an honest place in turmoil where none of even that doesn't matter so you have to um understand like what it is that you're actually working for and what you're trying to build with that person. And it does require you to look inside of yourself and find, mm-hmm. you know, the purpose for why you stood up for this woman, why you claimed and professed your love for that woman and why you should continue doing so. Because whatever it is that you're facing in that moment is just a distraction. Um, yeah. It's actually a test to see how solid you are on your morals right. and your standards. And we don't look at that improper perspective because i think we just 
we always think that positivity is what fixes everything and it don't all the time Mm-mm. no it does it not it really don't you know and like those moments where you in that that fucked up headspace are you gonna bring up the fact that oh if it wasn't for you she'll still be fucking with future or you know mm-hmm. if it wasn't for yeah. you know her he would be still you know corny as shit like you can't mm-hmm. like take those moments to you know shoot back at each other with what the world is trying to throw at you too you got to be mindful yeah. and, of that and it's so easy for that to happen it's so easy for you to dig back up and and start pulling out the 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 double edged sword and just going for yeah. it like it's so easy to to throw those daggers but you got to you know step aside and say is this is a per- is this the person that I really want right 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 is this the person who I want to spend my forever with like is this worth like in those situations where people are on you know the wits end like the brink of the relationship and trying to figure out whether it's over or whether it's not yeah i definitely don't look back at those those moments of feeling those feelings and i don't feel no way about that type of stuff anymore you know like i'm i'm the person that like in any instance of issue i'm not going to respond to it whether it's good or bad it could be something terrifying it could be you know it could be like extreme you know damn near like rent do like that type of extreme but i still mm-hmm. just i try to practice not responding to it because i think that like practicing that level of peace um teaches you things you know what i'm saying and i think that like when you practice your peace especially as a man in a relationship you'll teach your woman how to do the same thing because a lot of women panic before the men do <laughs> You know, so I, patience, thin life, just just everything, just can't get right. Yeah. <laughs> we so I tripping. think that, like, I think that we're learning that. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's some dudes that's out here trying to not argue in public. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, we yeah. even seen. I know, you know, sensitive situation. You know, we looked at how Kobe just recently passed, and mm-hmm. you know, Snoop on ten. You know what I'm saying? Went straight for ten, ten. Went straight for the Oof. neck. But then again, he matured and went right back mm-hmm. and apologized. Like yeah. owned what he you know, what he said, owned that he was wrong, acknowledged that he was raised right, and even extended the opportunity for them to speak personally so that he can rectify. Yeah. Like we're actually loving out loud. And even in yeah, the midst I agree. of our wrongs. I just want I just want it not to be praised. Because that's yeah. not what we're doing it for. But we do need to yeah. at least acknowledge it so that we can love each other better. Because the women are stepping yeah. up. You know, mm-hmm. they're not as needy as most of us would believe them to be anymore. They're more mm-hmm. sufficient. They're doing a lot that people say that they couldn't do. You know, we right. have breaking barriers. Breaking barriers. We have on both ends. We have to acknowledge that these things are happening. That's the only way we're going to attract each other. Because if we keep talking negatively about ourselves all the time, who who you think going to be in love? You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, ain't nobody going to be fucking with each other. Facts. You know, so that was just what I took from um, a very healthy um, dialogue. That was probably one of the most positive threads I've been in because it always go left when men start talking about women and yeah. vice versa. And, the, and I wish that more guys, like, it was, on, it was only a very small amount of men 
commenting. And I think because we was going on for a little minute, some of them, you know, probably was working or had stuff to do. But I know that you kind of stayed on for the most part. But I think all in all, the conversation went well, even though people are going to dive in and give their opinions. And, you know, some people are so tired of those threads about Russell and Sierra's relationship and the future and all this other stuff. They feel like we might be beating over a dead horse. But I think that we brought about some really good topics um, within that thread. Yeah. Um, some you either agree with or you didn't or it was kind of like agree to disagree kind of thing. But that's but I think it was good. dialogue. That was good dialogue for me personally. Because I'm really purposing my content for 2020 to be right. like deliberate for men. Like I, I want to, yeah. Um, I want them to understand that it's it's a time for you to understand what you have going on for yourself. Mm-hmm. You can make the choice whether you want to be in a relationship or not. You don't have to follow traditions and you know all of these things. You may not be cut out for that. Understand what your choices are. Be firm in your choice. Mm-hmm. If you don't want to be in a relationship, be man enough and honest enough to say that to the yeah. women that you're interested in. Like you have that choice. You don't have to be a family man. You don't have to mm-hmm. be you don't have to live up to societal standards if that's not what you choose to do. But honesty and integrity is so important for men. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I agree. Like I I try to ask those questions too. Like is this something that you want? Do you want this? Do you want that? Because I'd rather know now than later on down the line and it'd be like, "Damn, like this whole time you were putting on because you wanted to make me happy, but this isn't really something that you wanted to do or yeah. you know, this isn't something that you're interested in." Like that would hurt a little bit more down the line if I found out that I've asked these very open questions and you said yes just because you thought that was what I wanted to hear. Yeah. So I'll try to follow up too. Are you saying that because that's what you think I want to hear? Cuz I don't I don't want you answering something just because it'll it'll sound good to me. Like I might not like it, but I'll have to respect it. Right, right. And real talk, we have to talk about being raised into that traditional sense of being yeah. people pleasers or women pleasers or whatever yeah. you want to call it. But um I just think that there is a beautiful example to see when we look at Russell and Sierra, no matter how, you know, how fucked up the perceptions of it, you know, may be. But I think they're really they're really an example of how we're supposed to love each other in this culture. So um, shouts out to them. And I hope that, you know, everything is good with baby number three and all of that good shit. Right. You know what I'm saying? And that's the thing, too. You know, that's a blended ish family. You know, he came into a situation with another person's kid and they had their own children. It's so many variables yeah. that happen within mm-hmm. their situation that wasn't ideal. You know, or even if it was, it just seemed as though it was done right. Yes. Even in a sticky situation, because it's obvious that. Future didn't really want that to, yeah. you know, take place or happen. But shout out, yeah, shout out it. to him because he didn't, he didn't yeah. tuck and you know, mm-hmm. and fold. He still, you know, loved that boy as if you know he was his own. Like black men are taking care of not only our children but other people. And it's children. been happening for ages. Yeah. We think about grandparents and stuff like that. Like you know, people taking on situations where the person was pregnant and they didn't have a spouse, but. This man met you, you six months in, and he raised that kid like it was their own. It's been happening for, for like, we've been doing that for forever. Yeah. Men taking on other people's children, because it often happens with the men, even though the women do too, but men taking on kids of, like, you know, women who are literally left out 
to dry. And I just, like I said, I just want that to be, I want that to be our focal point. Like, stop looking yeah. at this social media shit thinking yeah, that it's true. the it's the wave or it's the voice of, you know, society because it's really not. It's just the transferring mm-hmm. of information, mm-hmm. whether that be positive or negative. Like, that's not, that's not our story. Like, we are doing our very best, even though some of the depictions that are highlighted may be saying otherwise but we're definitely yeah. trying to do our best to change and um for you listeners if you just so happen to hear or even believe that you heard something that you would like to leave a comment a question or a disagreeing a disagreement um possibly with you can definitely hit me up hit me up at dergo bj d-e-r-g-o-b-j on twitter IG page is the subject change. I definitely want to hear what you guys think. Should we give um, black men the credit for producing a Russell Wilson? Can that be possible for what we know black men to be and to embody in today's world and today's society? Um, I definitely think that he is one of us. He is our potential and he Mm -hmm. can be who we are in a sense, too, because he can definitely still grow. In the very event of him being or appearing to be perfected, like he definitely still has growth and much more potential. Like, I think that we should see ourselves in Russell instead of trying to condemn him. Let me know what you think. Um, Definitely for the women, if you see yourself um, in Sierra, how do you see that? Like, how do you want to encourage the Sierra in you? Despite the fact that your baby daddy a piece of shit, you still deserve. (laughs) Despite the fact that you didn't had a a few pieces of shit back to back <laughs> you still deserve baby girl like don't do that to yourself you know what i'm saying Facts. and do not we all deserve, man really. do not join these groups and these these social circles nah, that spend that, all that time talking about how messed up other people are because yes. man look you stay there too long you that good guy going that's where you're gonna yeah, be that good guy going that's walk right exactly past where you gonna be <laughs> Cause they watching. Yeah, I definitely <laughs> don't want that for nobody. You know what I'm saying? Now, easy it is for us to do our research these days. All I gotta do is pull up a social media and see what you, what your <laughs> thought process is like, and be like, ah, uh-uh, nope. nope. <laughs> she on that train, don't want her. He on that train, nope. Yep. Next. <laughs> that I'm telling you, that's your first impression nowadays. You know what I'm saying? What you're talking mm-hmm. about on these little social sites, but we ain't gonna go too much longer definitely um let me know what you thought about today's episode shouts out and thank you so much to jazzy for pulling up and having this healthy ass conversation yo can i say one one thing real quick go ahead go ahead so i cannot hear let's get married i meant let's get married and the same anymore (laughs) (laughs) first off my homegirl Josie, shout out to her. She just got married and she has a podcast too. And she had that as her single song of the week. And I was like, girl, I don't think you should be playing that because when I listen to the subject, BJ took apart Let's Get Married and made me think about it a completely different way. Yes. Yeah. Yo, I love that song, but now I cannot hear it the same. I'm like, like, damn, that's fucked up. He was sitting there saying, "Meet me at the like you." I, I just, I can't. It was a bargain. I cannot. It was a bargain. <laughs> like it wasn't. It wasn't really intended. But see, the only thing about that song that I can still respect is this was a man waking up to his feelings. Like, yeah, true, true enough. As fucked up as what he <laughs> said really is. He was awakening his senses and understanding that at some point he has to make a choice. 
but it was just the way in which he presented it. <laughs> he stepped up at the wrong time. Yeah, facts. Like, <laughs> but I didn't think about that before. You know, okay. I thought it was perfect. Yeah, I did too. <laughs> like, I really did. I'm like, damn, this nigga pouring his heart out, and he is. <laughs> but it is still some work to do there. It is definitely still some work to do. So we not meeting nobody at no altars. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's almost wow. like I'm not even gonna pick you up and bring you here. <laughs> it's like, nigga, you make you get yourself there. You know what I'm we, saying? That's how it sounded. Like that's exactly what it sounds like. like. Oh no, we ain't coming together. We coming in separate cars. <laughs> the whole shit. It just it just sound like you know like y'all going Dutch. <laughs> it's on a whole marriage, nigga. <laughs> and this a whole ass marriage. You know what I'm saying? But I didn't mean to. You know, I didn't mean to destroy the whole idea for y'all. No, it's just that one part. <laughs> it was like the bridge or something that you did. Yeah, and I just was like, "Damn, I can't, I can't." Yeah, I can't, can't hear it the same no more. I definitely couldn't hear the it same. the same. But um, <laughs> we gonna break that down again because I want to get a little bit deeper. Matter of fact, it's so many songs that we love that we can. It's yeah, that we can that we really could sit back now and be like, first off, it's mad songs that I listen to, and I'd be like, I was not supposed to be listening to that. Facts. Or why was I singing along so hard and strong as if I knew exactly what the hell they were talking about? But now I know what they're yeah, talking about. and the way we did, but we just didn't have a way to apply it to our lives. But now that we can apply it, it makes the songs hit different. Like, definitely mm-hmm. hit different. So I don't have the same ear for a lot of the 2000s R&B. Now, the 90s R&B, I can still hold dear to my heart. Nothing about yeah. it changed. But, like, once it got to, like, the R&B thug era and shit, <laughs> that's when it started getting you know, twisted. So we got to talk about the 2000s R&B a little bit more. I'm with it. But again, thank you so much for pulling up and um having this dope-ass conversation. Um, Give them your social media and all of your information again so they can, you know, follow up with you on your show. So, of course, the podcast could be found on all platforms. Well, not all, but iHeart, um, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, uh, what else, SoundCloud, I'm going to get on Spotify eventually. It's just me. Um, Everything else, Melanin Uncorked on Instagram, Twitter. I love Twitter. Facebook, I got a closed group, Wind Down with Melanin Uncorked. Um, And then you can follow me at underscore underscore Jazzy B. That's J-A-Z-Z-I-E-B-E-E. And that's on all platforms as well. And I appreciate it. And this concludes this dope-ass episode that we're going to call love on loudspeaker because they want you to put your love on a speakerphone so everybody can hear it all right facto (laughs) (laughs) all right i'll see you guys again in two weeks peace and blessings peace